Hi, everyone. We're back with Conversations with a Rabbi with Rabbi Scott Hausman-Weiss from Congregation Shema Kulenu. Today, we're going to talk about something that's really on everyone's mind um, with the Jewish New Year rolling around. The Book of Life. On Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, we as Jews talk about being inscribed in the Book of Life. And I have routinely felt like everyone in my family just goes totally nuts with superstition, (laughs) thinking that, you know, we're all going to die if we don't fast perfectly, if we don't get inscribed in the Book of Life. And to me, it's really always been kind of a wonderful tradition that we come together as Jews. We pray for what we want in the new year, what we want for others. And to be inscribed in the book of life is really, you know, God's biggest blessing. Um, but I've also, you know, been part of many families and groups of friends that that are very fearful around this notion. And I've certainly caught on to that. And, and I've been fearful myself. So as a reform rabbi, um, where do you find yourself around this issue? How do you explain to people what it means to be inscribed in the book of life? And how do you deal with the fear that comes up around it and, and turns Rosh Hashanah into maybe more of a somber holiday than it was originally intended to be? Mm, yeah. Uh, Laura, that's a great it's a great topic. It's a great series of questions, and I can, I can tell you that um, probably when I first became a rabbi, I was, I was, I was, I was very committed, and I've always been very committed to a, to a spiritual approach to our liturgy. And what I mean by spiritual, I should maybe use the word uh, figurative or or metaphorical, um, you know. My personal right. My personal notion of God has always been um, much more figurative and metaphorical in terms of God's presence, as well as the stories, as well as the liturgy. Um, but I think that when I first became a rabbi, I was far less sensitive to other people's uh, different orientation towards mm-hmm. that, and it's always astounding to me that you know when I meet people who. Um, who are not particularly religious necessarily, who are not who don't observe Judaism very very strictly, um, but when this time of year comes around, um, there is a um, there's a there's a there's there's a there's a strong motivation to you know I've got, you know I'm going to fast. I mean you know I'm going to fast and I'm going to say every single prayer. You know why? Well, because I want to make sure that I'm written into the book of life. Right. You it's know? like your it's like your ticket into the into living another year. Yeah, yeah. Which which of course that is what the liturgy says in essence, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, but but even if you dig deep into the liturgy, and this is for me the, one of the great powers of of, of Jewish liturgy mm-hmm. is it's 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 so multi layered and it's so much more complicated than you would might think at, mm-hmm. at, at at first glance. So you know, there's there's this prayer called the Unitana Tokef prayer and it's basically this additional piece of liturgy that becomes part of the Amidah, part of the central part of the service on Rosh Hashanah morning and on Yom Kippur morning. And it's the one that basically everybody knows it has the paragraph about who shall live and who shall die, who by fire, who by water. And that's the <clears> exactly. Yeah, and and, and 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 I think from a from a from a from a liturgical angle, um, from a from a liturgical angle but from a dramatic angle, right? From a from a, a motiv- motivating angle. I mean, I think it was meant, and it's still meant to re- to, to get under your skin, mm-hmm. right? I don't, and I don't think I'm ever going to prescribe the notion that God is going to uh, give me long life 
Give me health. Give me comfort and safety as long as I make sure to check everything off the list. As long as I observe the rituals, <clears throat> say all the right words, do all the right deeds, you know, um, that's just not, it's just not a notion of God that I, I've ever or will ever embrace, I don't think. Well, what's so amazing to me is that people who are usually very sensible mm-hmm. become very superstitious this yeah. time of year. And yeah. I'm certainly even susceptible to that. Mm-hmm. It's like saying that if I wear my red shoes today, right. I'm going to get hit by thunder and lightning. Which they have no connection, mm-hmm. but it's something maybe you're afraid of because it happened before. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think that um, there are so many people coming together with this exact same superstition mm-hmm. that it's very difficult to not let it take over some of your experience of the high holidays. Mm-hmm. And this might be a controversial thing to say, but I think that a lot of people um, have somewhat negative associations with Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur mm-hmm. because of that superstition that kind of pervades the air mm-hmm. even though it's sort of it's a joyous it's somber but the, the joyous joyous elements get a little bit zapped <laughs> and if we can uh you know be a little bit less literal mm-hmm. um during this time of year it might really help us so it's interesting i mean the, so first of all the cynic the cynic in me you know believes that you know people may not like the high holidays because they're you know long and boring there's that you know right right which in which i think <laughs> there's certainly people who have experienced that there's no, no no question but there's a part of me that as a rabbi that 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 you know i'm i'm excited about the prospect that that people are paying that close attention mm, right 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 but and here's the piece that i think is so important pay close attention but pay closer attention so, for example, the Unatan Tokef prayer that it describes, um, uh, you know, uh, that God it describes God as the um, as as the shepherd, who you know under whose uh, shepherd's crook the all you know all the sheep all the people mm-hmm. pass right, mm-hmm. and God is the um, God is the one who is in charge. God is the one who knows all, counts all, remembers all, etc. But, you know, for, and, and so, it, you know, it, you can easily go towards that direction that I call the, you know, the Santa Claus notion of God, right? You know, if you're right. good, you'll get your toys. If you, won't, if you aren't, you, you don't. But we look at the world, That's it, it just doesn't not happen, right? It does yeah. not happen. Yeah. But, and here's for me, like, the great power of it. Mm-hmm. Some people just go, well, and I'm, this just doesn't make any sense to me, right? But I say dig deeper, because what it is saying is, whether or not there's a God, a conscious being that is literally counting and remembering every single thing you've done, there is a record of every single thing you've done, right? Not that it's filed away in some, you know, (laughs) angel's office, right? But every single thing you choose to do or not do is part of your history. It's in the hearts and minds of the people that you've connected with. Mm -hmm. It's your life. Right, it's your life, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so... So, you know, let's be cognizant of the fact that every single day, you know, we do have the power to make fundamentally important decisions and even less important decisions that can have an impact on our own lives and the lives of others. So if you don't want to wear your red shoes because of lightning or whatever, so be it. I'm not sure that you want to, like, declare that Everybody shouldn't be wearing their red shoes. Mm-hmm. But what are the other things that we learn from the past that when we've done them, difficult or challenging things have come? Mm-hmm. So 
you know, okay, I gossiped about my friend. She heard that I gossiped about her. Mm-hmm. And now we're having a difficult time with our friendship. There is a wonderful, you know, two different things, right? But they're connected. They are connected, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know I, I, um, I took a shortcut at work. Mm-hmm. And I got a promotion in front of somebody else who didn't, but they deserved it, mm. you know? Um, that had maybe a broader impact on the morale of the, of the staff. One could make an argument there's a connection between those two things. Right. Yeah, I, I would agree. And I think that when I think of being written in the book of life, you have a new opportunity to mm-hmm. um, exactly. really rebuild these relationships. And, and like every day is a new day, every year is a new year. Mm-hmm. And that's really the beauty of this time of year is that we're all being written in the book of life. We're all being given a chance to continue that journey to write our lives. That even if the angels aren't reading it somewhere mm-hmm. in a room mm-hmm. with all the other mm-hmm. angels. Um, well, let me you know, just we're add something. Life. Yeah, and I think that you're right on to something that I think is so important. So the Hebrew word for um, God, please write us into the book of life is katvenu, or some people say kotvenu, besefer chaim tovim, to, you know, God, please write us into the book of life. And this is a plea, right? And it can be a meaningful prayer, even if we don't necessarily understand God as this scribe who's literally writing our name in the book of life. And if it's in, we're in. And if it's not, we're not. One of the things we have to ask ourselves is, well, what if we changed <clears throat> the vowels of the word kotvenu? And instead of saying kotvenu, God, please write us, we were to say katavnu, which is the Hebrew word past tense for, um, so, and, and we may turn it into a question, have we written ourselves into the book of life and goodness, right? Those are meaningful prayers. Those right? are proactive right? Or, or looking back, saying, how did we do? Yeah. And then how are we going to mm-hmm. write ourselves in the book of life in the future? Mm-hmm. And look, I can't, there's very little I can say to undermine people's, you know, the, super, the, the superstitious notions. Right. But I, so I wouldn't try to turn somebody, to talk somebody out of their superstition. Mm. But I would say, okay, you have that. But now let's focus on something that you actually have impact on. You have control over, right? You can't control whether or not God's going to write you into the book of life. But you can control how you're going to choose to write yourself into the book of life. That is a wonderful, a wonderful thing to walk away with today. Thank you so much for answering those questions for us. And if you'd like to hear more from Rabbi Scott, you can visit us on the web anytime at schmakalenu.com. You've been listening to Conversations with the Rabbi, and we hope you'll join us again next time. And I also just want to say, Lashana Tova, Happy New Year to everybody who's been listening to the podcast. Uh, we so appreciate your feedback. And uh, please know that if you or someone you know doesn't have a place to go for the High Holy Days, they can just go to www.schmakalenu.com. Always, everything we do at CSK is free and open to anybody. We encourage and invite contributions, but we are open to all Jews, Jewish families, and those who love them.